Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Left Media Podcast. We're your hosts, I'm Mitchell. And I'm Mike. And today, we're super excited. Today begins our journey into delving into the Nolan Batman series. That it does. Um, today we're going to start with uh, Batman Begins. Uh, super excited. Um, so this episode, like I said, is going to be on Batman Begins. Uh, next episode will be The Dark Knight. And then uh, the conclusion of the series will... The grand finale. Yes, the grand finale will also include Revolutionary Left Radio's own Brett O'Shea. Super excited to uh, have yeah, him on. Yeah. So Super cool, super cool. Yeah. Shout out to Brett. Thank you for... for Giving us your time for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, the film was made in 2005. It stars Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne and Batman, Michael Caine as Alfred, Ken Watanabe as Ra's al Ghul, and Liam Neeson as Ducard slash Ra's al Ghul. Little spoilers there if, yep. if, if you haven't seen it. Uh, go watch it, and then come back and join us for this Awesome journey. Yes. It was directed by Christopher Nolan. Uh, the story was by David S. Goyer. Uh, Christopher Nolan did the screenplay, and David S. Goyer also did the screenplay. The plot, according to IMDb, is when his parents are killed, billionaire playboy Bruce Wayne relocates to Asia where he is mentored by Henry Ducard and Ra's al Ghul and how to fight evil when learning about the plan to wipe out evil in Gotham City by Ducard, Bruce prevents his plan from getting any further and heads back to his home. Back in his original surroundings, Bruce adopts the image of a bat to strike fear into the criminals and the corrupt as the icon known as Batman, but it, but it doesn't stay quiet for long. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, this is going to kind of break my heart to, uh, to get into all of this. Um, little little backstory for me here. Batman is is probably my my all-time favorite superhero. Uh, Green Arrow kind of hedges him out a, a a little bit here and there, but but ultimately um, you have an affinity for rich superheroes. I know it's it's very strange. Um, but Green Arrow does more or less take from the rich. He's he's kind of Robin Hood-esque in that true. in that manner. Um, but I guess ultimately why I I love Batman so much is, is he, he made a surprise appearance at either my fifth or sixth birthday party <laughs> that I had. Uh, technically, it was my dad in spandex, which is weird, but God bless him for, for uh, <laughs> having the, uh, the courage to, to do such a thing. And, that's, uh, that's true. That's so true. that's, that's kind of why I, I have an affinity for Batman. He showed up to, to my fucking birthday party, which at the time was was amazing i didn't find out that it was him until like two or three years ago so he uh he could have been crime fighting this whole time and i didn't yeah. know so wow. that's so you were like you were like 24 and he was like son i've got to tell you something <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he's like son we gotta we gotta have the talk um about about me Being i'm a superhero <laughs> or um, at least i was that one time at your birthday yeah party. that what a great story! That one I didn't night. Know that. Thank you for and, sharing that. Yeah, um, and then I, 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 it's amazing that I didn't get mad at Batman because he came up to me when the when the party was over, and he he told me that that uh, he was he was he was leaving, 
and that I was going to ride home with my grandmother, and my friend Frankie was going to ride with him home. And since I didn't know it was my dad, I was like, what the fuck? Why does Frankie get to ride in the Batmobile? <laughs> it's your fucking birthday. Yeah, it's my damn birthday. Why do I have to ride home in my grandmother's hoopty when I could ride home in the Batmobile? Like, So it, it's good that that didn't turn me. Yeah. So, anyways... Enough it, of, it took politics to turn you, leftist politics to turn you against Batman. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's, thankfully. So, I guess now that <laughs> we've, uh, we've gotten through that... Um, That's the best intro in the history of this show. Yeah, I think so. Which like, uh, is like a couple months. So. Yeah, yeah, we've, we've uh, not had one with, with that much excitement. And, yeah. And... Uh, yeah, we could do a whole episode on that. Not, not really. But. We've set a new bar. Yeah. <laughs> so the film picks up. Um, Bruce and and uh, Rachel Dawes are are children, and they're playing in 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 the yard of the huge Wayne Manor. Uh, or Rachel finds a, a a super cool arrowhead rock. Um. And Bruce snags it from her, and and immediately, you 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 find uh, or see rather uh, Bruce's privilege taking over. Yes, yeah, pretty rude. Pretty rude. To just uh, just grab that from her. Yeah, he just he just grabs the rock from her, and uh, takes it, and says it it well. We found it in 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 my house or my yard. <laughs> uh, so so that that meant he got to keep it. Uh, then he runs away, and then falls into this like he will kind of hides on this like what what looks like a, a, a boarded up well now. Yeah. Uh, and then the the boards give way, uh, probably due to the amount of privilege he's carrying. Yeah. Um, and and <laughs> he, he falls in into what is iconically going to to be the the Bat Cave. And all these these bats attack him, um, and then his father comes down and uh, saves him from sure sure fire death from by bats. Yeah. So they would have scared him to death. So yeah, like I said, I mean it 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 just kind of starts out with immediately kind of showing his his privilege. I don't know if that was intentional by by Nolan or not, but. Um, it's, it's to it, show dominion over things and yeah to be like this is my area and I know I'm entitled to the things that you know yeah um, so immediately falling into the uh, cave or whatever was was kind of um, good and, and set that wrong right immediately so that was that was good karma in a way so having gotten into that a little bit uh privileges is obviously going to be one of the the uh mainstays of 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 the themes here in this episode that we're going to talk about other themes are are uh, proposals of genocide uh class divide uh and kind of like bruce's uh, internal conflict with with this privilege that that he he somewhat struggles with throughout the film but but before we get too much into that uh, i want to do you have something? Yeah, yeah. I want to throw in a quote, uh, like a quotation from from uh, 
Karl Marx just okay. on some of those issues and uh, and what you just mentioned. Um, we typically, if we have one, we like to use a quote um, or or quote one of these you know influential leftists. Um, very often, it's it's uh, Karl Marx, so uh, for good reason. Um, all right, uh, quote history calls those men the greatest who have ennobled themselves by working for the common good. Experience acclaims as happiest the man who has made the greatest number of people happy. That is Karl Marx and uh, Reflections of a Young Man, 1835. And to me, it just speaks to what you just mentioned about that inner conflict of who, you know, Gotham needs Batman to be mm -hmm. versus his own privilege and wealth and, and you know, development and conditioning and, and, and uh, you know, kind of living in his own world and in his own head and, and all that he experiences. Right, um, right. So... Yeah, good good quote. Karl Marx is, is usually always on it and um, a lot of what he said back then can can very easily be applied to uh, several things today. Uh, but before we get too much further into into uh, the, 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 the Marxist side of, of things, let's uh, let's talk about what, what we thought of the film overall. Uh, give it give it our, our, our rating here. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, so, so yeah, what, what do you think of the film as a whole? Uh, I mean, of course, I, I, I liked it a lot. Um, I first saw it when, I, when it came out when I was like, I must have been, I don't know, 14, something like that. And um, so I, I was not aware uh, of most of what we were going to talk about today. Um, but I enjoyed the movie. Um, I do think that um, it is the my it, it's it's probably the least quality and, and, and my least favorite of the three mm -hmm. um, films and um, you know I think overall the movie was good it, it did not sell me entirely on the whole reboot new franchise yet you know okay. I was interested um, but. I also loved those first couple of, of, of Batman movies, the, the Tim Burton ones from the 90s. And, uh, right, yeah. So, but it, I mean, you know, I was, I was interested in what was going to come next. I had no idea it was going to be The Dark Knight and it was going to blow me away. But, um, but, you know, I think the gap between the quality of this film and the next two is, is fairly wide. That's fair. Um, Super fair. But uh, the, the the second half is much better than the first to me. First half is a little bit off pace. Uh, switching back and forth between Bruce growing up and his training in the mountains. You know, I know there's just so much to cover in this movie. It runs like what two and a half hours or so. Mm -hmm. It felt a little longer than that to me. It did, yeah. You know, um, it felt like they they really kind of had to sacrifice some of the pacing and and some of that. You know seamlessness in those uh, areas to cram in everything mm -hmm. that they had to. For example, the Scarecrow character, you know, I mean, he kind of was dropped in there, and I know that they kind of made it make sense with with running drugs for Falcon, or, or you know, bringing in the toxins through the drugs, you know, uh, um, 
that Falcone was smuggling in. And they tied it to Arkham and everything, but it felt a little weak on like just sure. the drop in of, of, of his character. I wanted more out of it. Um, but you know, going back and forth between his training in the mountains and and you know and kind of him growing up in Gotham and, you know, experiencing different things, I would get pulled into and interested in that side of it in Gotham, Bruce Wayne, you know, it showed him eventually kind of college age, and then, you know, I would get pulled into that, and then we'd switch back to the training, and I actually thought the training, even though more action scenes and things like that, were, was slower. Uh, for whatever reason, it uh, it would slow things down to me. Um, yeah, that's an interesting critique. I've uh, I've, I've never... I don't think I've I've ever heard anybody complain about like the the uh, much always needed like training montages in these in these yeah. origin films. I'm also you know I mean I know it's necessary like I said, um, but it just it felt very removed from the rest of the story to me. And that's I, I fair. Just, uh, yeah, that's um, I get that. I'm also not an action movie guy, so, you know. Well, yeah, the, me neither. The but. dialogue and, and, and development and kind of narrative is going to be much more attractive to me than the um, than the action stuff. But um, I think it was, yeah, it was two hours and 20 minutes or two hours and 30 minutes. I think it could have been used a little better. Um, they just feel like we're almost, it's almost like we're watching two different films mm-hmm. you know yeah all of um, them feel that way because they they just put so much in into them yeah but the but the second and third don't let up you right, know? i yeah. never feel like I, I never feel like the time is is passing slowly um but you know the train the arc of the training and and kind of you know switching villains in and out is interesting we we recently saw deadpool 2 mm-hmm. right and you see in that one I thought it was done really seamlessly how, and this is a spoiler alert, you know, if you haven't seen Deadpool 2 yet, skip about a minute ahead on this thing. But um, Cable, who you think is going to be the villain at first, um, ends up not really being, and he ends up being an alright guy. Mm -hmm. And then you meet um, a couple of the other characters um, do you think they may be kind of filling that role? You're not sure what side somebody's on for a little while. There's a misguided character that ends up kind of being a villainous in a sense. And then there's Juggernaut, who turns out to be, I guess, kind of one of the main big villains, even though he's kind of just aggressive, angry, big dude on a warpath. Um... He kind of fills that role later on, and it, and what it is is to me, it's a seamless kind of um, push and pull of those villains and the protagonists and antagonists and that narrative yeah. throughout the whole film. And I think Deadpool was around two hours, and it just was done Deadpool two, and it was just done really seamlessly. It was done really well. I was Agreed. super impressed. Agreed. And this is this that is a great example of it. Batman Begins, the kind of switching in and out of the villains is, is in my opinion, and then, of course, the big reveal at the end of, of who Ducard really is, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
it's almost a little bit of a, a clunky example of a way to do that, in yeah. my opinion. So that's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, originally, when I saw it the, the very first time, um, obviously as a as a huge Batman fan, I was enamored with it, fell in love with it, thought it was one of the most amazing movies I'd ever seen, and, yeah. and then. Uh, then Dark Knight came came along and and just blew me away even further. But um, yeah, do you feel? Let me ask you a question. I, I'm sorry to interrupt. I know I rambled on a while, but no, I, I want to ask you a question. Do you feel we? I think we can agree that this trilogy, and yes, the Marvel films in a lot of ways did this, but this trilogy I think changed the game for superhero movies. Right? I mean, this Absolutely. this elevated everything. Do you think? that that really began and was clear with the first film or with the second film because I believe the first film was good and has a lot to go over in this episode but I think the the, the bar was raised and everything was really elevated and it became really apparent with the second film yeah yeah I, I definitely agree with that I, I think Batman Begins definitely laid the foundation because it it was one of the most grounded superhero movies we'd gotten in a while. It it wasn't like like the Tim Burton movies or or uh, those god awful pieces of garbage by by Joel Schumacher. Mm-hmm. Um, those were those were just um, there was a lot of silliness. Yeah, it was more like like silly and and I agree. Of, so it set the tone for that yeah. Kind it, of thing. it it easily laid the groundwork. Um, I agree with that. And and it, it did a. A very good job in, in in making like not to not to say that like he wasn't a, like Bruce Wayne specifically like wasn't a person, but it it just like makes his his origin just feel like like it could actually happen. It's a very organic thing, you right? Know, like he, it, the, the 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 take on it in these is in the Nolan films is is organic and kind of a grittier more realistic yeah. thing and that's that's definitely something that that this you know broke ground on so mm-hmm. I, I agree with that um but but yeah as as a as um and even even as a as the most recent viewing that we did a few nights ago i mean it it, it still holds up um i do think it it, it runs a little long um and and does slow in some certain places but but overall I, I think it's a I think it holds up well for for being uh, what 13 years old now yeah um, and and I, I I'm super okay with with giving it a 8.5 as, as as far as like our scale goes on on movies okay so I'm gonna give it a I think that's fair I'm gonna give it a you know it's probably a seven point five out of ten um, as an overall film, and then as a as a superhero film, you know, kind of in its genre compared only to, you know, not compared to other films of other genres, only compared to the Marvel movies and the other Batman movies and so on. I'll probably uh, I'd probably give it an eight. Okay, that's um, fair. Yeah, I guess as a as a as a non superhero movie, I'd I'd give it an eight. And for a superhero movie, I'd give it an eight point five. Very fair, very fair. Um, 
I think I think on these films where it's just so genre specific, you know, I think that's that's helpful, I guess, to because it's it's really just hard to compare this to other films, not in in the genre or in that style and tone, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I it's a big origin story, and I really I do really like it a lot. It covered a lot in the time that it had. Um, I don't. We we usually we talk about a favorite acted scene and go over the acting and and a, f- a couple favorite lines and go over the writing and and the kind of the dialogue and, and, and narrative of the whole thing and then we go over the uh, uh, like a favorite shot mm-hmm. about maybe the direction the cinematography and so on. I will say that my favorite shot is. Uh, the first time, I guess, he's like full-on Batman and he's standing atop the city. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's like maybe a sunset or something in the background, but it's like just really a, a visual, um, a really great visual. And uh, it's just kind of him there. Um, everything is, has culminated in that. Yeah. You know, uh, it's a little ways through the movie, but that's my favorite scene, I think, or my favorite shot, at least visually. Um. What what is yours? Yeah, that one. Okay, that one. Yeah. Um, either either one of the two where where he's on the he's he's perched atop the yeah. I I think it was a gargoyle or uh, of some sort yeah. that that pokes out from the building. Um, I wouldn't say I have a favorite acted scene. Um, I didn't like Christian Bale for the first part of this movie. I wasn't sure about it. Um, it's it, it seemed he was uncomfortable. He some of the lines earlier on, it's almost like he had trouble delivering them or something. Fair. Uh, I don't know. He didn't seem comfortable. Um, about halfway through, though, especially when you start seeing him as like young adult, college age Bruce, whatever, he's really settling in. I don't know the order. All of all of this was shot, so I don't know. You know, that could have been shot earlier. I have right, no idea, yeah. but. For some reason, it, it does seem to me that when he's training and um, in that environment, and you know, earlier on in the film, he uh, he's a little uncomfortable, um, which is fine. But uh, it definitely settles into the role. I think it's very clear he settles into the role um, about halfway through the film. I don't have a favorite acted scene, but uh, but I that that's really what I took from the acting and. I will say that Michael Caine is always great. Yeah, he's so. amazing. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I, I really don't have one either. Um, it, yeah, nothing really just just stands out. There wasn't any pivotal the acting. Yeah, there there wasn't any like pivotal scene that that really like drew me in. Um, I mean that that changes in the in the next couple films, but but this one just. Um, I don't want to. Basics the wrong word, but it it just it just didn't have much to offer in in terms of offering anything pivotal or or groundbreaking in, in that in that respect. I, I, that, I'm not trying to shit on the film at all. It just it just didn't have anything that really stood out to me or noteworthy in in that respect. Sure. Um, as for the writing, um, I thought it was pretty good. You know, I mean. Aside from like we've talked about my my critiques of, of just kind of the 
the, the, the pace and, you know, and that's not to fall squarely on the writing either, but, um, and, and some of the clunkier aspects of the introduction of certain characters, there were a couple of lines I thought were pretty good. You know, some of them were pretty, pretty cheesy, but some of them were pretty good. Um, I, I thought, um, when, when Bruce returns and he's talking with Alfred about his legacy and everything, he, Bruce says, if I had it my way, I'd pull the damn thing down brick by brick. Referring um, to Wayne Manor? Referring, yeah, to, to, so, I mean, you know, that's interesting. That kind of highlights maybe an angst or, like, pushing back against the privilege. Or right, yeah. Coming back from where he was, you know, and what he experienced. Um, but I thought that was interesting. I thought it highlighted a, a depth of character there that, that we hadn't quite seen yet and that you don't always get from rich rich guy, party yeah. guy Bruce yeah. Wayne. Um, uh, Rachel Dawes at one point, and we'll get to this scene, I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more, but she said, quote, uh, people talk about the Depression like it's history, end quote. I mean, that's that's interesting because that's that's applicable in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, I... I, I really like, we're also going to talk about this, I think, but just to, to highlight the actual lines here, um, later on, uh, Ducard says, uh, when you lived among the criminals, did you start to pity them? Bruce re- responds, with the first time I stole so I didn't starve, yes, I lost many assumptions about the simple nature of right and wrong, but I never became one of them. That's really interesting. I yeah. I. I, I I like that line, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and finally, I'll say that I liked the line that uh, when he was down there talking with uh, with uh, Fox, mm-hmm. um, Bruce was he uh, and they were going over the equipment and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's showing him around, and Bruce asks why it wasn't put into production. Yeah. Because we figured out that there was some, there's like a lot of arms manufacturing going on at Wayne Enterprise, and and Fox replies, uh, "quote Bean counters didn't think a soldier's life was worth three hundred grand." End quote, which is very interesting. That highlights a um, a much larger problem in the U.S. and and and. Uh, also kind of ties Wayne Enterprise into that military-industrial complex mm-hmm. whole thing. So just a couple of lines there um, that really got me. I mean, what do you think? Some of the writing's a little bit silly, but some of it's pretty Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I think I think the, the, the line that a lot of the movie was, was based around, that whole it's, it's not who you are, that defines you. It's it's what you do. Um, it's not it's not what's inside of you. Yeah, what, you. what yeah it it it's something to that effect. It I I get what they were striving for, but it personally with me it kind of missed the mark. It's a little cheesy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, I mean, like I I think I think the Joker had and and the Dark Knight had had way more memorable. Lines and and even Bane and and the Dark Knight Rises. So, it uh yeah nothing uh, the the lines that you just pointed out to to everybody is 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 
super good, but uh, I, I think that the, the the line that kind of def- defines Bruce and Rachel's relationship, which the the film kind of centers itself around as well, is 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 just kind of cheesy and, and and missed the mark with me a little bit. Yeah, agreed, agreed. So, all right, now that now that we're through all that, um, suppose we can. We can dive back in uh, to hitting the, the, the points chronologically, and um, so so after he he falls into the thing, it I, I believe it, it flashes forward a little bit, and he's uh, gotten himself in in prison, and he 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 infiltrates these prisons. Uh, just to beat up criminals, and he does it to the extent in this one that he's currently in um, that they have to to lock him up in solitary confinement. And and he goes on to say like when uh, what are you locking me up for or something like that? And and the guard replies like for protection. And he's like I don't need protection. And the guard responds. Uh, nodding his head to all the uh, befallen criminals that, that well, Bruce has, has just massacred uh, protection for them and and I mean like that's like they, they his his goal like ultimately is is to to like put them in in jail and now he's like breaking which I get like it's it's to, to test himself but I mean it's 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 still kind of shitty like Cruel and unusual, for sure. <laughs> yeah, just it's just—it's just weird that um, that you got to break in jail to, to beat up on criminals that that are already doing their time. Uh, I, I I I guess as a as a youngster, I was—I didn't have any problem with it. I was like, that makes sense. But but now as as a as someone who's who's uh, m- more sim- sympathetic with with prisoners, I guess. Like it, it just it didn't sit well with me. Agreed. I mean, it. it you know, wh- I think in 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 your development politically as a, and I use you know you as a general term. I mean, we all kind of struggle with that idea because especially in the US we have such a you know uh, a, a, a large part of the population in, in, in prison and and we have so many conflicts 25% I believe we have well, and, and then there's just you know kind of disproportionate effects um, on people of color and and you realize that there's a design, there's a systemic issue there's a, a an institutional failure, um, and so I mean, yes, this was not in the U.S. where he was doing this. I guess yeah, it was, it was in somewhere in Asia. Um, but still, we've kind of grown into uh, kind of a different understanding of uh, of a lot of the material conditions that surround, uh, you know, and that are in the in the environment of. Um, criminal activity and what places people in, in, in prison. And it's very different, very complicated, very dynamic issue. 
um, that we're grappling with uh, as as citizens of the U.S. and um, so I think that kind of lends itself to your point of of finding much more nuance and 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 you know complexity within um, the prison systems and the, and the whole idea, you know. Yeah. Um, so I I agree. Right. Um. So. Are we flashing back yet to 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 Bruce uh, and his parents? Yeah. That. Yeah. I I believe so. I believe the uh, the next flashback is is uh, to the them being on the train and, yep. and they they set up what the what the because of the the the, the, the train uh, becomes a, a pivotal thing later on and uh, the Thomas Wayne set up this 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 train for the city uh, cheap cheap public transportation yeah and, he, and then at the center of it is, is is Wayne Tower yeah he says uh, quote People less fortunate than us have been enduring very hard times. That's why we installed a new cheap public uh, transportation system, and at the center is Wayne Tower, end quote. Which is interesting. I mean, that's kind of... It's almost like these large corporations and capitalist entities and, and this whole, you know, system and, and institution has created these issues and these conditions in which these issues thrive and and these um, the poverty and criminal activity in Gotham City uh, thrive yet it's almost like well he we, 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 we built this you know transportation system and we put this great you know um, Wayne Tower building at the middle of it you know just to show you remind them of who did this or something yeah. which is it's supposed to i think be a poignant or nice part but it to me it rings really kind of disingenuous because um it, it's like trust the capitalist system and it will create the infrastructure for you it doesn't you know it, it, all of the um the free market will will be what is is able to lay the foundation for a, a prosperous society in which everyone can thrive and that's bullshit and so that's kind of an interesting little piece of it that I I want to be hypercritical of you know yeah so then I believe it it, it later goes on for um, or two not four to uh, them being at this uh, opera Bruce gets scared because some of the, uh, I guess, performers are, are kind of dressed as, as bats. He gets a little freaked out by it and, and pleads with his, his dad to, to leave. They, they go out into the back alley behind this, this theater and then enter Joe Chill, who, who robs them at gunpoint. And uh, Thomas is, is like, calm down, hold on, like let's just... Uh, ultimately, this is this is the catalyst for for what makes Bruce Wayne become Batman because um, the the mugger Joe gets gets nervous, shoots Thomas Wayne, and then shoots Martha, and then Bruce watches his parents die in in, in the the alley. Yeah, and I think this is to me it it was kind of a. Um, 
the Waynes are confronted with the inequity of the city that they've thrived in, yeah. you know, and uh, and it becomes the death of them, which is really kind of interesting. I don't know that that was purposeful, um, but you really had that kind of juxtaposition of the Waynes coming out of this, you know, really, you know, nice opera house and, and into the back alley where, you know, the other half lives, I mm-hmm. guess. I don't know how to say that, but I mean, you know, I guess I think that's what they were trying to get at, maybe. Um, but the, the 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 thing there that I really picked up on is that, you know, were they trying to make? I guess they were obviously trying to make the Waynes the victim of that kind of crime and criminal activity. But you know, it's really worth pointing out that that again that they kind of. Um, had a lot to do with the elements that created the conditions in which that activity was able to thrive based on the inequality. Mm-hmm. So um, that that became the death of them is is telling. Right. So I'm the 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 way that they do it in the film is 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 kind of uh, weird and and unbalanced in a way. So there there are some some stuff in the training montages that that gets said that that I I would like to to hit on but yeah. I, I kind of want to keep like chronologically like now that we're on the on the path of, of, of Bruce Wayne um, right I'd like to talk about it up until him uh, doing the 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 court trial and then it, after that is when he goes away so let's kind of like do it in, in that form yeah, because so it, we're it not, bounces so around. we're not uh, you know pushing and pulling back and forth between the two worlds as the movie was. <laughs> right. So so it jumps forward, I'd, I'd say, like, 10, 15 years. Um, Bruce is now in college. He's really upset because Mr. Chill is, is, is being freed in exchange for, for information and, and testifying against uh, Gotham City's mafia boss, Carmine Falcone. Or Falcone, as they say in this one. Right, yeah, it's weird. Well, they they yeah. pronounce everything wrong. It Roz is, is Raish, and but yeah. I digress. I digress. Um, and so Bruce like packs this gun that he found, and and after um, this hearing, he's 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 gonna take matters into his own hands and, and, and shoot Mr. Chill. But as we see with with most snitches, uh, it does ring true that snitches get stitches, or in this case, he just got a bullet to the fucking heart. He did. He got shot. Um, and, yeah, so Bruce was uh, admittedly kind of happy about that. Um, but again, he didn't have to pull the trigger. It was somebody yeah, else that arranged the dirty work. Yeah. You know? So, I believe that that pretty much wraps up uh, that that part. He he then goes on to to uh, confront Mister Falcone. Um, well, on his way home, or I guess, doesn't Rachel? Doesn't he ride with Rachel after? That's that? right. That's right. There's a couple of things I want to I want to I want to interject there. Right, because that's when he pulls out the gun shamefully and and 
all but says, like, yeah, I was going to do the same thing that happened to him. Yeah. And she kind of talks him down, I guess, and, um, and at the hearing, I think it's interesting, though, to, to, to note that, um, the attorney did say, um, not by greed, but by desperation. Yeah, Um, yeah. So that's kind of interesting. That's a, to point out, like, the, 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 the criminal activity being kind of influenced by the conditions, you know, um, but, uh, and he himself said, uh, quote, I was desperate like a lot of people back then, you know, end quote. I mean, that's, that was in the, in the actual hearing. So I forgot to mention that, but few, uh, few criminals do it out of, out of greed. Very, very few. Like you, and most of them are executives and major corporations yeah i was so i was listening to the seriously wrong podcast today and and they they said something really interesting that that and and applies that if if uh, you have zero of 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 one thing and this rich person has a hundred of it the more that they get the more justified you're going to feel in being able to steal it from them uh which i which i thought was a, a super good point because it, it does become easier and easier to, to 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 have that rationale and 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 think like well they'll fucking easily replace it right and uh, <clears throat> so at this point um, I think Christian Bale is still a little brooding for my taste but he's yeah. getting better he's more comfortable you know um, but uh, he he mentions uh, your system is broken you know she's mm-hmm. saying. The system should have dealt with everything, and he's saying, "Well, it's broken," which is interesting because at a lot, at many different points, he almost seems to be protecting the system and, and its sanctity, and the you know he won't kill anybody, and he turns people in, and mm-hmm. does you know these various things that are on the edge of you know extreme or radical or whatever he sees them as. And uh, yet, in his slightly younger years, he's saying, your system's broken, and this is an example of that. Um, And that's when she says, you know, people talk about the Depression like it's history. Um, She says, uh, Falcone keeps, or Falcone keeps bad people rich and good people scared. No one will touch him. Uh, Good people like your parents... Um, who stand against injustice are gone. What chance does Gotham stand when good people do nothing? End quote. Um, but I guess that kind of worked against her because mm-hmm. you know she's making a plea for the system, and I guess and 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 he's kind of taking that to mean I'm going to go dress up like a bat and uh, <laughs> you know and take this shit on. Uh, but which is weird for him to have gone there. But that's that's interesting and kind of funny um but you know this also illustrates an issue i mean I have. he he watched his parents die and there's going to be some 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 residual no, well and those bats were going to kill him when he was a kid <laughs> Touché. um so th- this illustrates an issue i have with kind of the ideological undercurrents i guess of the film kind of going back to installing the rail system or, or transportation mm-hmm. system whatever uh, but putting this big capital landmark, capital landmark in the middle of it, it's kind of the good capitalists against the bad ones again. You see that a lot in popular, you know, Western 
media. It's like, you know, we talked about a little bit with the Ready Player One episode. You yeah. Know, it's just about the capital in, in, in good hands, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and she's kind of saying, like, your parents were the epitome of what was going to save this place, you mm-hmm. know. And, and, and that's alluded to later by Ra's al Ghul as well. Um, that they kept it limping on, I think, as he, he said something like that, when when they expected it to fall at that point. Um, but it's almost like implying that because of their capital and their business and everything, it propped Gotham up, right? Right. Uh, instead of acknowledging the fact that that is just another major kind of part of the story of what created the conditions in Gotham, you know, if we're looking at it from a Marxist perspective, it's, you know, what created those conditions, um, what about capital and and industry and everything created the conditions and that class divide in Gotham that furthered those kinds of, you know, activities in, in, uh, in the criminal realm of Gotham. Right. So it's kind of the good capitalists against the bad ones, I guess. It's like Falcone's a bad one. And he's a mafia guy or whatever, mob dude, and then, and then your parents were the good ones, just trying to build their big building and and you know, bring yeah, Gotham I mean, out of its troubles. The most that a, a quote good capitalist does is is the the most that they do is is put a band aid on on a uh, continually hemorrhaging wound. It's it's. I mean, capitalism is just always... Yeah, and I mean, it's it's great that, you know, a, a, a quote-unquote good capitalist, I guess, could, could have some sort of industry or business and employ people and pay them a fair living wage and do right by them and help them survive with, you know, and, and acquire benefits and different things. I mean, I guess you could make that case in the society and, and system in which we currently operate... Um, and that's understandable to an extent, but it still does not excuse the fact that, you know, they're saying, you know, like you said, I mean, it's, it's a bandaid. They're, they're saying, um, you know, she's saying that the, the mob has taken over what your parents built, which is this good and and prosperous society instead of furthering the inequality yeah i mean like like any day now news could come out that that uh fucking jeff bezos or bezos however you say his name is is a is the world's first trillionaire like why the fuck do we need a trillionaire in this world when there is just so much wrong and and we know like he as as if if he does explore any philanthropy then i mean it's it's not enough because well and it's just pick and choose based on your whim or your you know. right it's i mean if if you really wanted to do something with all that fucking money that you're just hoarding um d- distribute it like do something um and and i don't i don't i don't know about his philanthropic uh, adventures. I, 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 I don't either, but I also know that you know there's plenty of things going on right now about <clears throat> violations of, of, of ethics and, and labor laws and different things. Right. So it just can't, it ends workplaces. Up, so it ends up canceling each other out. I mean, like somehow he's got all this wealth, and the people doing much of the work on the ground right. in these places are you know can't step away to take a piss. 
because they're no, so they, yeah, they, they, it came out that they literally have to pee in bottles. Yeah, so I mean, I I I don't know the source on that, but that, you know that's something that's going around. So, however true or not, I mean that's it's an example of just how insane that divide is, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's just you know that the uh, that that the the, the it's not not a systemic answer, you know. It's not right. a it's a, it's, right. it's not right. a you know. It's it's a systemic problem. It's a dynamic problem. It's institutional. It's you know very big. And these are even at best if 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 if, if Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos and um, Elon Musk and all those people decided to to pull all their wealth together, they 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 took you know whatever they thought they could live off of and pulled all their wealth together, which we know they'll never do, but. Um, and and distributed it to every person in this country, it would still not change the system that is creating these problems and these issues and right. furthering the class divide. It would still be it's still even as pandemic. radical as it would seem. It would just be a big, you know, new strange band aid. Yeah. Um, but but moving on, uh, which is why I kind of get the critique of of most leftists say that. Uh, a universal basic income is is uh, would only lead to complacency, and which I'm not advocating that we should never have a, a UBI, but um, that it's is worth the debate, and yeah. both sides are of the debate. You know, there there there's it's it's something that I I I, I value that we're having that debate right now you know, yeah. as a society um, on the merits of it. But <clears throat> right, so after this, he. Um, he he goes and and confronts Falcone. Uh, that doesn't go his way. He gets told a bunch of stuff. Uh, I know you want to touch on that a little bit. Oh yeah, I just really liked the um, because Falcone was right. I mean, he he said, "End quote." Um, People from your world have so much to lose. You've never tasted desperate. End quote. That's a that's a really good line. You know, that's True. something that yeah. You know that if you look at it, I mean, Falcone kind of built his underground empire, business empire, more out of out of desperation mm-hmm. and survival, and he was just successful at it. You know, and he's seen as the bad guy. I'm not saying he's the good guy, but I mean he's seen as the bad it, yeah, guy. Yeah, it's definitely gray area for sure. He he's seen as the bad guy so clearly. Um, as to where the Waynes are seen as good because they built their empire um, not based on, you know, because they did not start from criminal activity or something, but that, you know, you have to go back to the origin of, of conditions and so on. And, um, and that, that is just a, 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 a fallacy kind of here that I'm uncomfortable with and I think we really had to critique and, and be hyper-aware and critical of is that still... This is a piece of media that is saying, and a whole narrative that is very well known in in the U.S. Um, about there are the good capitalists and the bad capitalists, and that's it. That's right, where because the problem that is. that that seems to be a, a lot of what conservatives argue that oh the system we haven't seen true capitalism we're living in crony capitalism. Right. But capitalism still allows the fucking door to be open for crony capitalism to come along. And it always will. It always will. Yeah. 
and it's not even that you can see capitalism as simply a delivery system or method to you know a, an end like a delivery of goods or something because it's simply there are simply too many contradictions within it for it to sustain itself long term and that is really you know that is really the essence of it and mm-hmm. so i mean either way you slice it it's 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 just it's 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 interesting that that has worked its way into this into the the, the, the narrative of this film, but um, you know then Bruce is thrown out of the club. Yeah, he, he gets thrown out of the club, and um, he he trades jacket jackets with a homeless well, person. Well, first, like before that, he was gonna throw it away. It looked like he was about to throw it in the in the garbage can, and then the homeless dude, like right in front of a fucking homeless dude, yeah. and and the homeless dude's like, oh whoa, I could use that. Mm. Um, I, I thought that was interesting that he was just gonna throw it away, throw it away like just right in in, in view of, of yeah I was some, a little confused on the whole thing uh, maybe I missed something as to why that whole exchange happened but yeah yeah I mean it, it comes back later when when Bruce is uh, because the the homeless fella goes on to say that nice that's a nice coat um, and then. Uh, later on, when Bruce is in in full Batman regalia, he says, "That's a nice coat." Yeah, <laughs> yeah unfortunately, so. Um, so, uh, which is weird because he's basically just complimenting himself. Yeah, he's like, "Man, that's a nice that's a nice coat I gave you." Yeah. Um, so then, I, I guess now we can now that because that kind of follows along the chronological order that. That now he's he's done all of this, and I believe and and would assume that's when he decides to go off, uh, leave Gotham to to go pursue uh, this training that he wants to do. Yeah, so we're gonna jump back to the uh, to explore a little bit more of the training now. Work our way back up to that point where we just left off. Right. Um. So. That that leads to him uh, learning all these fighting styles. That they don't really show that. It just kind of where uh, when he infiltrates these these prisons uh, and, and beats everybody up. Then he meets Ducard, who's who's waiting in the solitary confinement that that Bruce gets thrown in. Uh, he he offers him to a place in the mountains, find this rare flower. Uh, Bruce begins the the journey. He treks up the mountain. He makes it, um, and then Ducard like initiates him to, to to like fight. He's like, "Whoa, I can't do this. I just climbed up a mountain." Ducard says, "Death waits for no one." Proceeds to kick him square in the chest, and then Bruce starts going through all these fighting styles and, and that Ducard lists off. Uh, so he's he he's had some extensive training, but but the the, the real stuff happens in the in uh, in the League of Shadows. Yeah, I'd I'd like to talk about um, the scene where they're out there, kind of on the ice, I guess, and 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 they're they're um, sparring in a sense, or mm-hmm. going through uh, some of their training, and and there's a really good dialogue that, that takes place there. Um, there's a lot of ideology as well kind of built into this dialogue um, and uh, Ra's al Ghul or Descartes at the time mm-hmm. says uh, quote criminals thrive on the indulgence of society's understanding um, 
which uh, I'm not sure about that. I yeah, mean, really I disagree. That's I really, totally disagree. Uh, that can only really include kind of a methodical crime, you know, because, I mean, they, you know, I mean, he's, I guess, suggesting that because um, it, there's an understanding and a system with which to deal mm-hmm. with these things. Um, that Society has no understanding of, of criminals and... I mean, well, yeah, I think he's talking about like I guess like a they're, they're, he he sees society as sympathetic to criminals, you know. Oh, okay. Because that's that's his whole end game is, in my opinion, kind of kind of right wing and kind of you know kill all the poor and and criminal you know uh, people in in Gotham, you know, um, because they're the problem instead of um or you know reaction to the conditions right um, which uh, it, yeah that's it, that is interesting because i mean in in in, in the real world i mean a, a lot of society doesn't have any sympathy for 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 criminals because we're so quick to i mean folks are getting life sentences for for drug dealers on, on yeah. like and and not even like big time drugs it's just weed or or whatever like yeah. some of these fucking folks get get locked away in jail to to rot i mean yeah over over simple stuff i mean society and and you fucking know, barbara at targets like well i mean he shouldn't have been a drug dealer yeah. then well and that's the thing that's you hear that a lot also in the um when, when, for example, Michael Brown and and um, you know some of these others were were shot and killed by police. Well, what drew them, you know, what drew the police to the situation in the first place? Well, what did Mike Brown do to get the police involved in the first place? Well, that's not the fucking point. Right. You know, nobody's saying that Mike Brown didn't, you know, um, you know, grab a, a cigarillo or whatever out of that gas station. You know, I mean, it's like, or 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 you know, do, yeah, do something. I mean, Eric Garner was was quote unquote illegally selling individual cigarettes, but does that really warrant a fucking death? That's exactly it. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you know, if there's some strange technical law, or if there's something that is a, a petty crime or something, you know, th- th- does it does it warrant that kind of activity? Mm-hmm. And no, it does not. And and uh, so that that is just such a bad false equivalence of, you know, well, they did something wrong to get the police involved, so they deserve to be shot or something? I mean, yeah, it, Jesus Christ, what a terrible, you know, line of thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's, it's out there. But also, you know, again, just a very interesting, very rigid line of thought. Um, uh, and, and, you know, Roz then goes on to say, um Quote, your parents' death was not your fault, it was your father's, because he failed to act, uh, end quote. But that's also bullshit, because he did step in front of his wife, Martha, and that's how he got shot, uh, in trying to, to, to protect, you know, his family, I guess, and, and uh, in the scene. And I think what Roz is saying here, while he's teaching Bruce to fight, you know, is like, it seems he's implying your father wasn't, you know... Um, big enough to, to, you know, or, or capable enough to, 
you know, thwart this attacker or whatever, and like like now I'm training you to be. You know, right. he was too soft-hearted and, yeah. and had sympathy for the guy, which I guess that 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 relates back to his his. Uh, we have a, a an understanding of of criminals or whatever. Right, and so I mean, it, it's just this bad line of thought you keep hearing from Ra's al Ghul. Um, that I, is really worth being critical of, I think. And yeah. uh, um, then uh, I, I don't know if it, which scene it is, but after that is when they have the discussion about when you lived among the criminals, did you start to pity them? And he asks, mm-hmm. you know. And then Bruce responds, "The first time I stole." so that I didn't starve. Yes, I lost many assumptions about the simple nature of right and wrong, but I never became one of them, end quote. Um, This is, you know, back to that theory or whatever, I guess, the ideology, whatever twisted thing Ducard slash Ra's al Ghul believes, he says criminals mock society's laws. Um, Yeah, uh, real quick. And that's later, but I'm just saying that's kind of... along the lines of his twisted ideas about Mm -hmm. the way the world works. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting that because specifically during that, uh, while that that dialogue is is happening, it's shown that Bruce is is in with uh, this this gang or whatever, and he's uh, he's stealing from Wayne Enterprises, which I thought that was interesting because he's stealing from himself. Um, which ultimately doesn't hurt him. He don't like it, it's. I thought it was interesting because like he's not stealing from from some other corporation. Yeah, and explain that a little bit for us. Unpack that a little bit because I didn't realize at first that he was stealing from Wayne Enterprises. When we see him being arrested, uh, he's he's somewhere in Asia. He's with this local gang. Um, uh, the police officer says something to him about stealing. Uh, Bruce Wayne defensively says, "I'm not stealing." Uh, the police officer then replies with, "He he like kicks this this big box and it's it's got Wayne Enterprises on it." And he says, "Tell that to this guy," mm-hmm. which is basically uh, <laughs> it. Gotcha. It, right. It's 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 uh, he is that guy. Right. And I thought it was interesting that that he's he's not stealing from from some other corporation. Uh, he he's technically only hurting himself, but he's not hurting himself because he didn't get away with crime. But I thought it was just interesting to go after his own product rather than uh, somebody else's. Yeah, yeah. Which is just kind of like protecting other capitalist interests. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, so, um, the next thing I have is um, the kind of last straw, the catalyst for the kind of break in ideology and practice and everything after the training from Roz and Descartes at the time and Bruce when they ask him to um, kill one of these, you know, so-called criminals. Mm-hmm. And um, Bruce is, is, is resistant to that, and that is when Descartes says, you know, criminals mock society's laws. Uh, Bruce says these men should be tried, which is interesting because that's, you know... Now he suddenly has belief in the system. That's right. And so so then 
you know, Roz says Gotham is too late to save. Uh, this is interesting because there's a there's a barbarism, kind of a barbarism, to the League of Shadows and and, and the way that they handle things and, and almost a, a primitivism, um, and and uh, I mean you know it, it, it's really going to be a little bit difficult to fit squarely any of these characters or you know the League of Shadows or whatever within a political ideology. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely something. I don't know if there's an anarchist tendency. There's definitely a primitivist tendency, um, and and there's some barbarism about the way that they go about it. Um, do you have a take on that? Yeah, I thought it was was interesting. While we were watching it, you you pointed out that that maybe it was a an anarcho primitivist ideology, but. That's that doesn't squarely fit. Yeah, either, it it, it doesn't. It, it's more like because while we don't necessarily agree with Ann Prims, um, it that I, they're still advocate uh, the League of Shadows specifically, not anarcho primitivists. Uh, they're they're still advocating for for mass genocide of an entire city, which. Right. I mean that it's like in praxis that's not the case. Yeah, in, that clashes in, with because while, um, but it's kind of the blame. It's putting the blame on civilization, right? And society and advancement that is the parallel, not the right. tactics. So he goes to make on that to, clear to say like while the Wayne Manor is being burned down, he says like every time some civilization reaches its decadence. We're there to, to, to restore the balance or something. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's like we don't want to necessarily parallel that tendency with this, but that's why I guess I should refer to it as a just a primitivist and barbarist kind of reflex or whatever in how they approach how the League of Shadows in this film approaches this issue and sees it because, like you said, that the blame is squarely for them on society and civilization's advancements past its own, um, you know, past its own, um, past what, you know, what's good for them, mm-hmm. right? So, um, to its, to its peril, I guess, or, or detriment. Um, so, you know, Bruce won't, won't, won't do the execution. Um, that, that could be seen as maybe a soft kind of more liberal reaction. Mm-hmm. I think you, you mentioned that, but also, you know, I, I think it's worth, worth mentioning that, Many of these tactics are used on all sides, but it's kind of the end goal that matters. The, the um, you know, achieving stateless class of society by way of violence, you know, um, maybe so. Maybe that's a necessity, mm-hmm. you know, re- revolutionary activity. Um, but very different than, you know, mass genocide and execution and, 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 and you know, violence and activity for some white ethno state or something or, mm-hmm. or, or some just in, in the League of Shadows, you know, case for just a, a, a quote unquote cleansing of of society's, you know, Gotham's criminals and, and, and poor people. And uh, so it's hard to tell if that's a rejection of the tactics or a rejection of just the ideological basis on which the tactics will be kind of you know, used. Right, um, but it's definitely where he splits from the league, um, and 
you could say it's his privilege that's insulated him from having to do some of that dirty work. But at the same time, I'm, and that's why he doesn't want to kill, you know? Or right. Something. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of arguments you could have for this. Yeah, I mean, like regardless of like whether you're you're like far far left or or even far right. I mean, uh, as as uh, it, for as much as as it is for the wrong reasons, the the right is is still willing to get its hands dirty. Like I said, it, it it's not for the right reasons. Whereas like the left is like to improve conditions. The the right is. And and that's like that's why I thought it was more liberal of him because it, it falls like directly in the center. He's not going to do it for yeah. the right reasons. He's not going to do it for the wrong reasons, um, which is is just ultimately very centrist of him. Right. And 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 this is yeah. To be clear, this we're not advocating any of these positions, but just analyzing that conflict that we were talking about, you know, internally with 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 Bruce Wayne and, and Batman. But at the, near the end. He uh, with when he's when he's fighting Ra's al Ghul in the uh, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but just because you know relevant. Yeah, here. we're on topic. Um, when they're when they're when he's about to to leave Ra's al Ghul to die mm-hmm. in the in the you know um, big train crash or whatever, um, he says, "I I don't have to." Yeah, I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you. Right, right. So I mean, Which it's is, it's again. He's kind of that may be kind of a, uh, a a softer approach, but at the same time, he's finding he has to, in order to get things realistically achieved, some which what you might call revolutionary activity or or you know radical or extreme or whatever, he still has to butt right up against that. And almost rely on semantics, you know, to separate right. like kind of like it'll solve itself in a way. Yeah, like he's essentially killing him. I mean, yeah, and and but but it's he has to tell himself it's something different, you know. Right. Um, very interesting. Which that that kind of made me think of, for whatever reason. <laughs> there's this particular meme of a of a of a it's a it's a turtle turned upside down. Uh, there's a there's a hand coming in from it, and it the the turtle is labeled the the working class, and its hand comes in, and it, it gets closer to the turtle in the in the second picture, uh, and and we think it's gonna flip the turtle over to, to to help it out, but what it what it does is actually like sticks one of those quote unquote pussy hats on it. Oh just, yeah, I've seen that. And then just which is is kind of what Batman does in in a. Yeah, it's like the guy who's drowning, and they're saying like thoughts and prayers, you know. Yeah, and they're they're like, but but you could like give me a hand, and he's like thoughts and prayers. Yeah, you know? or like um, the other one that that fucking high fives him. Yeah, as he's yeah, drowning. yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Uh, um, that's probably the same one. I forgot about. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah Anyways, so uh, not to not to descend into Batman has like all these all, that, all of these like tools and and methods and money to like help the the poor and the working class, but but rather than like use these tools to like liberate the working class to liberate them. Yeah. He 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 unfortunately kind of maintains a status quo, right? And beats the shit out of criminals. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you know, really, kind of what I think is this is a lot of this is centered around is is all of this is juxtaposed kind of with criminal justice system and a comparison of of, of ideals because you've got um, this 
thing I think that that everybody struggles with when they're getting deeper into the, 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 the their political you know formation and, and, and development um, it's like you know it's what separates I think the center and the liberals from like the farther left uh, is the belief is it systemic is it institutional do we need an overhaul yeah will that likely require revolutionary activity yes there's you know that's what I believe mm-hmm. that's why we're you know this is a leftist film podcast and um, because I think that that's in the center of it is that you know material conditions class consciousness class divide those are all very integral parts of this whole thing and and it's 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 reform or revolution you know and it's so it's like it's it's that's kind of what separates the the more liberal mindset I guess from the further left is um, the idea that revolutionary activity is going to be required because it's, it's systemic it's institutional that is what it, all of this is rooted in and I think this is it's you know that's something I had to grapple with as someone who was like you know I, I, I'm a, I'm a leftist uh, but I, I vote Democrat and I you know, is it like, is there something more than just a, a reform that, you know, when you look back through history, um, it, it, all signs point to if, if big systemic institutional change is going to come, it, you know, may very well require something more than voting to reform our current system yeah. or certain laws within it. It could very well require revolutionary activity, and that's an uncomfortable thing sometimes uh, to to kind of reckon with. But I think it's really interesting that 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 Bruce Wayne and Batman is struggling with this mm-hmm. same thing almost, and throughout most of this film, is it going to take his training and his skills and a more aggressive approach? Um, is it or is it going to? Is it going? Are we going with the Rachel Dahl's approach of belief in the system and reforming certain aspects of it? Ultimately, he decides to do to to do. He he very much, I think, picks a center liberal kind of approach because he uses all those skills and that more you know radical approach, but simply to maintain what is the mm-hmm. status quo right which is very it's almost disappointing at, at some point but <laughs> yeah it is and and that's why it breaks my heart to do these because because i love batman so much and 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 as a youngster i was like man he's he's got it figured out but he he don't unfortunately because mm. like say let's say like in and and gotham specifically he managed manages to to, to weed out all these criminals and and he stops it again like that's it, it's only temporary because yeah. like capitalism is going to continue to create that class divide and it's just going to keep happening and happening and and i mean he's he, he's going to have to beat up on criminals for his entire life because it, it's just not going to stop because yeah. everybody at some point everybody is going to get desperate enough to like where they have to steal to to, to survive I also want to talk about um, 
the if we're talking about the the goals of the League of Shadows and the tendency and what they're kind of preaching and and, and proselytizing and, and what their goal is, I mean, I, I I think there's a real parallel between the way that the league has taken in someone who's capable and kind of trained them, but they're kind of not sure. You know, Bruce Wayne wasn't entirely sure ideologically where he was, but he had a lot of, um, you know, um, a lot of, you know, he was on a mission. I I guess I I don't really know what that was yet. I don't think he knew, but he had a lot of things inside of him pent up um, that were moving him forward. Yeah. and, 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 uh, and, throughout these, you know, kind of into and through these transitions. Um, I think there's a parallel between the way that many groups, especially on the right, um, many of which are white nationalist groups, neo-Nazis, these groups with far-right extreme ideas that promote mass genocide, essentially, just the way that, um, that the League of Shadows is, uh, in the film, they will take in young men many, many times and prey on those insecurities and, mm-hmm. you know, use that to build an ideological basis um, for, you know, activities that, like going and shooting up a school or something. I mean, yep. there, there, there are those links now to those groups and to a lot of these mass shooters. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with toxic masculinity. Um, a lot of it has to do with this, you know, these deeper ideologies. Um, but I think it, there's a little bit of a parallel there where where um, the League of Shadows took in Bruce Wayne and just kind of attempted to make him a tool of their, you know, to spread their, their ideology. Uh, and he resisted, which is... Good, but he kind of lapsed into to a uh, a more reformist perspective, I guess. But uh, um, I think the parallels there. I mean, I don't think that was intentional, but no. I think it's there. We're gonna start winding it down here. Uh, we've we've run a little bit long, but but that's fine. Uh, specifically, right now, wanted to hit on the topic of uh, good cop versus bad cop uh, early on. In, in his Batman days, he, he goes and visits Captain Gordon in his office, uh, sneaks up on him, and, and tells him that he's a good cop, one of the few, uh, which <laughs> we can we can immediately throw that out of the window. Yeah, well, you know, what I think is interesting about the whole thing is, and when we say good cop, bad cop, we mean that it's almost back to the good capitalist, bad capitalist right. thing that Rachel Dawes was talking about earlier in the film. Um, it's almost as if there are good cops and there are bad cops. Uh, instead of there is a systemic issue, it is an institution that is being used as tools of the state to oppress. You know, so um, And Batman working with them to beat up criminals, that's very debatable on how... Um, how you know much good that does, but mm-hmm. um, so you know a little bit. Uh, it's kind of a little bit like the clean cops versus dirty cops. There's just corruption in police. The institution is fine, um, which is still again kind of um, antithetical to what we believe. 
um, in the in, in the way that it, it is an institutional issue. It is systemic. Um, so the uh, at one point, Gordon and Flass, the the two cops, are talking, and uh, um, Flass is giving them shit about being a clean cop, essentially, and, and Gordon says, uh, quote, in a town this bent, who is there to rat to, end quote. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's kind of like, it, 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 you can tell that this narrative is taking great, you know, it, it, taking great care to establish Gordon as the good cop and the Waynes as the good capitalists. And the others as the bad, mm-hmm. and that is the core issue. That is the core problem or contradiction or whatever that is moving this all along. Okay, so I, I just think that's kind of you know it's interesting that they go to such lengths to instill that that the 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 good cops are are not the problem. Right. There's no institution that is an issue here. It is simply a bad apples scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because I mean, uh, if a good cop is still a silent cop, does that mean he's a good cop? No, it doesn't. And so you know, yeah, everybody's complicit in the institution. And so then you've got you know, great man theory all over the place here. This always comes up very often in Western media, as we've talked about it plenty. The bad individual versus the good individual, you mm-hmm. know, and. Um, it's, so it just it's really kind of plagued with that kind of thing that I think also we should be pretty aware and critical of. So, um, so there's that. But uh, also, you know, we got to talk about. Um, you want to talk about a little bit about the weapon being used here? It's it's kind of that you know military industrial complex. Wayne Enterprises being an arms manufacturer mm-hmm. and this being able to be co-opted for other things. Um, it's big business building these big weapons and then talk about the damage they do. Um, but that kind of thing, once it's out, doesn't go back in. You know what I'm right. saying? I mean, that, such as, you know, nuclear warfare. I mean, once that cat's out of the bag, it doesn't go back in. You know what yep. I'm saying? So it's it's easy for someone who we, we haven't talked much about because they end up being fairly inconsequential is Scarecrow. Um, there's a way that... Scarecrow's toxins are hijacked by, and this weapon, mm-hmm. you know, are hijacked by Ra's al Ghul as he returns to Gotham to finalize this whole plan of, of um, you know, killing off all of these people in Gotham and therefore he believes solving the problem. You want to elaborate a little bit on that? Sure. So, yeah, this, this weapon is, is they, they call it a, a, a microwave emitter. And, and supposedly what it's built to do in, in warfare is to basically dry up, quote, the enemy's water supply, which if you're drying up the, 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 the enemy's water supply, aren't you essentially drying up the water supply for everybody in the surrounding area, such as innocent civilians that have nothing to do with any kind of war? Mm-hmm. Which, uh, that, that's a huge problem because uh, imperialism just, just, just affects everybody on, on, on such a massive scale. These, these weapons of war, 
uh, affect everybody, and uh, it's just why would you build something? Well, that's that, you build that's it, a you build it for the money, right? <laughs> that's a that's almost a rhetorical question. I know why it gets built, but why do you build something like that? Sure. Well, you know when 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 Roz uh, returns and after Bruce kicks all of his guests out. Um, Roz mentions that he has war- you'll quote uh, warned you about compassion end quote he says to Bruce um, and that's part of it it's just a scorched earth kind of thing you know mm-hmm. um, and uh, and you know this toxin was weaponized uh, from that blue flower right that that, that was found uh, much earlier and uh, they Roz will release it into the city. Um, and, and he says, watch Gotham tear itself apart. Um, uh, just a couple of quotes from that dialogue, uh, which I find to be really telling about the League of Shadows' um, end goal here. Uh, quote, crime, despair, that is not how man was supposed to live. Uh, the League has been a check against human corruption for thousands of years. Examples through uh, with many examples through history, he goes through um, you know all these different things. Uh, he says each time a civilization reaches its pinnacle of decadence, uh, we return to restore the balance. End quote. Right? Yeah. That's what you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So they do have this really primitive approach of tear all this shit down once you know we advance to this to our our, our detriment, um, which is kind of regressive and and and, and scary, but. Uh, he also says, uh, a forest grows too wild, the fires are inevitable, or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, there's always this, there's this, this this continual belief in, you know, nature being the thing that, that to, you know, nature needing to be tamed and, and controlled in society, civilization needing to con- consistently be, you know, um, restarted almost in, in, in this approach, which is pretty cruel and uh, and uh, misguided I would think but um, it's uh, he, he says over the ages our weapons have become more sophisticated with Gotham we tried a new one economics but we underestimated certain Gotham citizens such as your parents uh, gunned down by the people that they were trying to help um, if you create enough hunger everyone becomes a criminal end quote which, right there, I mean, he's contradicting himself. He's contradicting his own ideology and philosophy because he's saying we employed this economic thing to create poverty and hunger by design, and everybody becomes a criminal and relies on those kinds of methods. Mm-hmm. When earlier he's saying it's so individual and, you know, you can be, um, you know, th- that... Uh, that uh, almost the, the giving no credence to material conditions and uh, that criminals are not a result of, uh, of material conditions in a society in which they live and that it's, you know, that they mock society's laws and it's all just, you know, almost a... a why would you kill off all the criminals and... If you believe that it's the conditions in which they exist, right? Yeah, that created the criminal activity. So he's contradicting himself. Mm-hmm. If you, if you, 
I mean, that's silly. I mean, if you if you there say if you right there you say, I was part of what created the conditions that made all of these people criminals. But and now then, I have to, and then he says because of this, I have to wipe it off the map because it's too far gone. Then it's completely contradicting, and, yeah. it, and it's just it, to, to then boil it down. He just wants to fucking kill people. Yeah, that, that's just genocide for the sake of genocide, right? So I mean, it's this contradiction that is just the the, the of his of his own philosophy and, mm-hmm. and, and, and ideology and and tactics. I mean, you, you you can really tell he's just kind of a maniacal kind of. Um, off the rails person at this point with a really flawed understanding of the whole um, process and 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 he's just uh, hell bent on wiping everybody out at this point. Yeah. Um, because his his maybe we're overanalyzing it, but that's what we do here. So yeah, yeah I mean it, it from a from an ideological perspective, he has you know he has contradicted himself and and essentially given himself a you know change the material con- conditions mm-hmm. you know in, in, instead of um the, but in, he he it was part of instituting them so right very interesting there um uh just an authoritarian oppressive kind of megalomaniacal approach that he's just really just wants to fucking kill a lot of people at this point um in a way there's like a in a way, there's a lot of allusion to a man-behind-the-curtain kind of scenario where there's somebody else pulling the strings and the League of Shadows is this big balancing, you know, uh, nature's this big balancing act and the League of Shadows are the the engineers of it all or yeah. something. Um, but it's not that way because he's full of shit because, he, <laughs> you know, if, if you really analyze it, he doesn't know what he's talking about. So... That's Anyways. a good point. Anyway, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch that at all. That's a, that's a super good point and yeah, very good, very good. Come at me, Ra's Al Ghul. Your, uh, your shit is flawed. I, th- I think Bruce should just done that. Yeah. If he had just been like, wait a minute, let's sit down. This doesn't make sense. You know, like you just want to kill people. Yeah. You, you're don't don't paint this as a philosophy <laughs> or an ideology. Don't give me all of your shit. Don't give me all these speeches yeah. and plans. I can be saved like from dressing up as a bat and just beat you in a debate and be like Yeah, I mean if I can just You or, just want to kill people, I can't I'm not gonna let that happen. Yeah, I mean it, it, if he could have just reduced his so called philosophy or whatever uh, to you know, yeah. what it is, which Surely is Roz would have been like, Oh man, you're right. Yeah. That would be ideal. Um Instead, he he went through with his flawed uh, philosophy and and blew up in a train. Yeah. Um, so, uh, real quick, I want to talk about when the toxin is released. I know you want to talk about Batman tearing through the city. Um, Flash and uh, other cops tackle a couple of uh, people in the street that are have been released mm-hmm. from, uh, is it Arkham or the J- yeah, jail? Yeah, yeah, okay. it, was, it was Arkham. Um, and a, a guy says, uh, quote, I see harassment, end quote. Flash pulls his gun on him and says, quote, would you like to see excessive force, end quote. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's let's, wonderful. Let's make a joke in a, in a major mainstream film about police brutality. Um, and And 
and you cl it's clearly bent to where Flass is supposed to be the the the, the good guy or the yeah, like wise cracking guy. That's how fucking crazy is yeah, that? Yeah, that was super weird and made me very uncomfortable about that whole thing. Yep. And it makes me more uncomfortable that when I was younger, I didn't fucking catch that and yeah, think it was right. fucking terrible. It but it is terrible. Um, I, I, yeah, I never caught that. And I've seen I've seen these movies so many times, with the exception of Dark Knight Rises. I've only seen it like two times, I believe. But yeah, the uh, I, I didn't catch that. And then. When when uh, when it happened, I, I was I, I kind of felt dirty about it. Um, but yeah, I, I do want to talk about him him driving through the city. This was before the, the the toxin got released. It would be understandable if if it was during all of that madness. But but this was just to get Rachel back to the Bat Cave to give her the antidote or whatever. Oh, that's right. He that's he. On me. He destroyed so fucking much shit in that tank of his. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, there was like a toll booth that got destroyed. He guardrails. So much infrastructure, like I mean, like overpasses the, and uh, everything <laughs> on the interstate. I mean, the fucking city's struggling enough, Bruce. Yeah. I mean, now unless like he goes on as Bruce Wayne to be like. The Batman fucked all this shit up. Here's a bunch of money to, to, to so fix it, it all. So it doesn't fall on the taxpayers to rebuild all that right. shit. Right, but it doesn't. He doesn't allude to that. And then yeah. he goes on to say, like Alfred, like calls him out on his shit, and he's like, somebody could have gotten killed. Which I mean, he's all about protecting lives. And, and he could have killed some. Fuckers. I mean, like there was like several uh, car crashes that he caused uh, for for the cops that chasing him. And they're supposed to be like on his side, like he was. In, in, he was in, reckless in yeah. terms of like where they are ideologically. Like they're supposed to kind of be at least somewhat parallel, but but he had no regard for for anything. And then he goes on to say, "Well, I didn't have time to 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 consider the rules of the road." Yeah, and I was just like, "What? No, right. you're no, you're." Your city, like, is already struggling, and and then you go and destroy all this shit. The city isn't going to have money to fix this shit, and then he's he's kind of just well, pompous it's another, about it. Yeah, it's another example of privilege, and it's another example of how he has to butt up against his I ideas of not, you know, killing people or having anyone die or destroying things or whatever. I mean, it's like he has to kind of still convince himself that that it, he was came out you know clean on right. the whole thing and i know you you <laughs> you sent me your notes on uh on on that we took while watching it and and i thought it was super funny that that you said that you hated him in the moment that yeah. he was they were in the ho hotel and and he just like writes out this like big ass check and sticks it in the uh, clerk's pocket or whatever. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, think about it. Like, you know, he he walks in, he pulls up in his fucking fancy car, and he walks in with these ladies. Two ladies on he, each and arm. And he goes to dinner, I guess, at the little restaurant in this hotel. Meanwhile, um, you know, I don't know who it was. The, the, the Whatever the service, you know, employee at the, at the time concierge bellhop i'm not sure what the terminology would be for something. exactly what he was but comes up and says you know mr wayne like 
that's not, you know... Your, your friends can't swim. That's not a fucking yeah, pool. And, and, and it's like, you know, that fucking guy has a, 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 a thousand people to answer to. And uh, so, you know, he's just trying to preserve the you know, the chaos or, or, or to pre- prevent, I guess I should say any chaos in, in this hotel and make his job harder. And then Bruce Wayne, like a fucking dick sits there and he's like, well, I'm going to buy this hotel. <laughs> and it's like, first of all, nobody said it was for sale, but I guess everything's for sale when you're Bruce fucking Wayne, yeah. you've got that kind of money. So that pissed me off. And then he writes it and he puts it, in the guy's goddamn jacket like that dude's gonna broker the deal or something <laughs> i mean it's like and he's just like dude i'm just trying to get through my fucking shift you know yeah. and it's like i, I mean he should have he should have punched him should have choked out yeah. bruce wayne i mean and, it, it's and, like and and then and then he goes and jumps in the the water to make it worse like <laughs> i mean it's just like Jesus Christ. Yeah, and, I mean, like... And then he stands there embarrassed in front of Rachel Dawes, who shows up and is clearly unimpressed by his yeah, bullshit. Yeah, she didn't give a shit. Um, but, I, yeah, Devil's Advocate would say that, that that's that's all part of his front or whatever is, yeah. as being uh, eccentric douchebag playboy billionaire Bruce Wayne... And it 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 but works on of, you, but he's kind of a dick as Batman too. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyways, it, sorry, like, sorry, Batman. <laughs> That's all. I right. admired you when I was a child. Yeah. I'm I'm on to your shit now. So, <laughs> I, uh, I I I suppose that uh, we we've we've touched on on him letting Roz die. So, I suppose unless you have anything else. I suppose that's going to wrap us up. Yeah, um, you know, I, overall, it seems almost as if revolutionary conflict and action occurred uh, in the city, in the kind of the climax of the film, but no, no real change, systemic or otherwise, I guess, occurred. So uh, that's disappointing. You question uh, why it all occurred in the first place then. Um, but... Yeah, please please hit us up on Twitter uh, if you've got ideas about this. I mean, there's just so much to unpack and go over here, and maybe I'm being too hard on on Batman and Bruce and Bruce Wayne. Excuse me, but um, there's a lot to be critical of here. I feel and and uh, there's a lot there's a lot going on. Yep. So yep, there certainly is. Again, uh, this is just the the first episode of a three part series. Um, Monday we record for The Dark Knight, and then the following Monday we will record for The Dark Knight Rises with our special guest, Brad O'Shea, from Rev Left Radio. Yep, and uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in, and uh, please uh, please check out those next few episodes and let us know what you think. Give us a review and rating on iTunes if you find us on there. Um, send us any of your thoughts uh, on Twitter. Hit us up at uh, uh, Left Film Left Media Pod. Sorry, there you go. getting used to the change. It's Left Media Pod is our Twitter handle, and our email is still going to be leftistfilmpodcast at gmail dot com. So, so is our face. Yeah, our Facebook page is also the Leftist Film Announce. Leftist Film Analysis Podcast. Yeah, we're, we're, we're in the process of getting that changed. It so. won't change for whatever reason. We've tried to, but it's it's being weird. Um, all right. Again, we appreciate you, and uh, 
and thank you for for hanging out. Thanks, everybody. All right, in solidarity, comrades.